Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining us for episode number 140 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. This week, I got some stuff to talk about. I'm really excited about a recent purchase. You're going to have to stay tuned to hear about that. Fountain Pen Day is coming up. I think it's the first Thursday or Friday. Do you remember Friday. which one? It's the first Friday, Friday of the every fourth, November. It is the greatest holiday in the history of all holidays national or worldwide and it's celebra- it's been celebrated for millions of years since the dawn of man so i think those fountain pens were still around at the dawn of man <laughs> <laughs> you in know. fact that's what that's what you see in the scene of the in uh stanley kubrick's uh 2000 when they were you know the monkeys with that had saw the monolith it was fountain yes. pens that they were using not not yes. bones and tools right right yes it might it might not look like a fountain pen, but it was a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank everybody once again. You're checking out the affiliate link and making purchases on it. It is very appreciated. Make sure you check out Gold Spot Pens at the affiliate link in the description below. And make sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on products on the Gold Spot website. Now, I'm also going to talk about another product and another retailer. Dun, dun, dun. That is not Goldspot related, and you cannot buy on Goldspot. You can buy it at penchalet.com, and it is an exclusive. And everybody loves an exclusive limited edition pen, right? I think, I hope. Well, Pen Chalet has a new exclusive from the Italian pen maker Gioia. Gioia means joy in Italian. Now, Gioia Never has been around. That. Right. Gioia has been around in Italy. But it's just making way into the U.S. due to our good friends over at Luxury Brands of America. Now, this Joya exclusive is made from an incredible exclusive ebonite. There's a lot of the word exclusive being thrown around in this read. So much exclusivity. So much exclusivity. I don't know what makes it exclusive, but this pen has a ruthium trim, matte black nib, and an engraving of the Grand Canyon on the cap to pay homage to Pen Chalet. Each pen is individually numbered and is limited to 50 pieces worldwide. I don't get the worldwide part because it's only in Pen Chalet. So it's limited to 50 pieces at Pen Chalet. I guess they can ship worldwide. I don't know. Yeah. These will go fast. So don't wait. Oh, here's a line that's never been used used before. Once they're gone, they're gone forever. (laughs) I mean, in this case. To be clear, that that's what Bryce wrote, right? <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, right. Once they're gone, when they're, they're gone, gone they're gone forever. Right. So just tickling that that FOMO nerve in your brain. It is a cool looking ebonite. It it's ebonite-y looking. I do like the. I, they don't have the model name though. I'm not sure which it is. I think it's the Alaria, possibly, or is it the Partenope? Who knows? Uh, that I do not know. I'm not very well versed in the Joya line. Um, that's why Pen Chalet, of course, is uh, you know doing this thing here. Is that they? Is that it's it, we're we're allowing a little bit more of a of a broader range of products being shown here because you know it's it's not it, not everything has to go through the sponsors. Not everything has to be purchased at Gold Spot. Not everything has to be purchased through Luxury Brands America. So you know we're 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 all about just wide inclusivity so anything and everything goes yeah right and and ron i don't know if you know this but in the early days well you know this but people listening may not know this ron in the early days he was the pioneer of sponsoring 
the Penboy Roy Pentertainment podcast. So there's always a place for Ron and Penny. Oh, he Soleil. also helped sponsor the YouTube channel too. Yes, yes, yeah. he did. So, yeah, so solid dude. Much love to Ron and Pen Chalet, and much love to this pen. I'm looking at it. It's got like dark black and gray and light blue and white hues and swirls and stuff like that. So it's really cool. I do love me some ebonite. It has a number six sized Yovo nib that's ruthium plated. That's not exclusive. I do believe I'm looking. That's not exclusive, no. But the pen is exclusive. And it has the engraving of the Grand Canyon, which is cool. I is mean, it a piston filler? And does this piston, piston filler, filler. This, does this piston filler use an exclusive mechanism? Is it <laughs> proprietary? Or is this something that may be borrowed from another manufacturer of dubious nature? <laughs> right. No, I'm pretty sure the piston is copacetic. I think everything about this pen is copacetic. I do like, you know, Ron does a lot of dark colors with ruthenium. I think he's down with that. And it does look cool. So pick yours up at Pen Chalet and... Exclusively. Exclusively at Pen Chalet. You know, try to use coupon code good words. I think it's still active. I think it still works. You can still get a discount on products on the Pen Chalet website. I'm not sure. But in any event, it would have been really good if the read had a price here, but it doesn't. I don't know what mm. it costs, but it's definitely a nice pen. I do love the Joya pens. I think the Joya pens are some of the best value you can get when it comes to Italian-made acrylic piston filler fountain pens. Don't quote me on this. I don't know that it's a piston filler. It looks like the model that is a piston filler because I have acrylic versions of this that are piston fillers. So if it's But we not, do know that it's exclusive. Right. It's exclusive because they only use the word exclusive like 17 times in a single sentence. Yes. And, then and like I'm really 30... hamming it up, so I'm trying to increase the volume of the exclusivity. Right. So it's exclusive to Pen Chalet. Please check it out. And lastly, please check out the good and deliciousness found over at brlcoffeeco.com. brlcoffeeco.com is our third sponsor, and it is a fantastic, wonderful coffee company, just doused with sarcasm and humor. But that's not all, folks. What makes this coffee so special is how awesome it tastes, whether you get a blonde roast all the way to a dark roast. You can purchase it in whole beans, or you can get several different grinds of your choosing. You can email brlcoffeeco.com and correspond with them. From what I understand, Neil over at brlcoffeeco.com corresponded with some of our listeners to get the perfect grind, and our listeners did appreciate the communication and personal attention that was given to them, which is really awesome, especially for a coffee company. So check them out at brlcoffeeco.com and don't forget to use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the brlcoffeeco.com website, including mugs, t-shirts, stickers, and other types of swag. One of the greatest things about this coffee is despite the caffeine content, whether it's high, moderate, or low, it does not give you the crackhead jitters, which is always a plus. Anyway, Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode of episode number 140 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast, see how I'm using the words over and over like I'd like exclusive was used in the in the read. I just want to give you guys a quick warning. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. Cool theme. cool theme that happened this weekend for me 
Okay. My wife and I went out to the city in Chelsea or Soho. Nice. To me, that whole south area of Manhattan is kind of like the same thing. It's a sandwich of traffic, right? So in order to get there from where we live, we have to go through a whole bunch of traffic to find parking, which is surprisingly easy in Soho. You would think that it's impossible and miserable, but it's not. It's actually a lot easier than you think, even on a Saturday. Hmm. Okay. We parked, and then we decided to walk around, and we found ourselves in Bloomingdale's, right? Okay. Before we left the house, we were like, we're not going shopping. We're not going to spend any money. Right. That turned out to be a bold-faced lie. As it usually does. Yeah. But the reason why I found it so awesome was because I purchased myself from Bloomingdale's a new watch. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Now, we're not talking super high-end watches like my IWCs and stuff like that. But we are talking about a newer brand called Shinola Made in Detroit. Shinola oh, spelled yeah. S-H-I-N-O-L-A. Now, piqued my interest several times throughout the course of my scrolling through Instagram and Facebook because I see advertisements for the Shinola brand. And having seen those advertisements here and there on social media, I decided to Google it, look into it. So Shinola is a watch company that was born in 2011 and it was born in Detroit. Now, I didn't know this, but this is the first watch company that was that's made and established in the United States of America in about 50 years. That means in the last 50 years there has not been a watch company where manufacturing and all that good stuff was done in the US. So I was thinking, you know, that's pretty cool. And in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to watch companies, being established in 2011 is a very new company, right? It is, yeah. It's not, it's not at all old. And me, I like to support new companies and stuff like that, especially American companies. So I picked up a Shinola watch. And the can reason I, uh, why I... Can I just... just um throw this out here is yeah. that I think the brand name is derived from the expression like you don't know your shit from Shinola so I think it's pronounced Shinola is it pronounced Shinola not Shinola? I think I think it is I'm not 100 okay. percent positive but I think that's where it comes from I think you're definitely right in that sense so <laughs> I was reading up on the Shinola brand <laughs> and what the, they were trying to establish a name, a brand name for them, right? Mm -hmm. And they kept getting into arguments and stuff like that. And then one guy got so pissed off, he was actually like, you don't know your shit from Shinola. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Shinola was a word. But that's how they ended up getting their name. They got their name because they got into arguments and shit like that, and they couldn't agree to stuff. And, and they then also, finally, not only with watches, they also do sell some pens too, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm think? looking at their, I'm actually, I don't think so. I'm looking at their website right now. If they do have pens and their fountain pens, home fucking run, son. <laughs> but if they don't, then too bad. But the watch that I picked up 
is called the Shinola Run... Hold on. I already forgot the name because I'm stupid. The Runwell 47mm. The Runwell 47mm in green. Surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. right? And oh, it comes absolutely. with a, It comes with a handmade leather strap that was also made in the U.S. Now, the movement is a Swiss movement, but everything else is constructed in the Detroit factory. It's actually a really cool watch. Now, I wish we could... Can you actually look it up and then share it on the screen? Oh, God, I got to look it up? Yeah. Come on now. All right, so, yeah, I was actually just check, uh, checking. They have a stationary and writing section. No uh, way. They do sell some Fisher Space Twitter. pens. They have a, a Shinola signature pen, which they, there's no fountain pens. Just, you know, I don't want to lead you down that path and then just, you know, be like, oh, by the way, no, there's, just, there's no fountain pen. Sorry. Yeah, that would be so cruel, right? Let, let's yeah. see if you can get it up on the screen so we can look at it together. Let's, so people watching Let me, let me see actually... if I could get it up. I don't know. Uh, let me, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> late in the afternoon here. He let's said, see. let me see if I can get it up. Let me, let me see if I can get it up here. Boom. You. Look at that. You got it All up. right. Yeah, I was just looking for, at the stationary and writing section. They got some. They got an Enso. There's an Enso fountain pen, but it's not made by Shinola. It's just made by Enso. It's a, it's their basic I'm not Bach. seeing anything. It's a, oh, look at that. It? Yeah, it's a, it's a Bach uh, black nib. Okay, yeah. so it's an unbranded Bach nib. Do they have any other colors? That's it. It's black. You can oh, get wow. it in any color as long as it's black. So Let's what was the name of say. the watch uh, so I could bring it up on here? Hold on. Let me let me read what they say about this pen. So they have an – hey, go back up. Details? Ed, or? Yeah. It's called an Enso Minimalist Fountain Pen. You know, it's on the right, right there. Okay. And it says minimal design, extraordinary detail. While minimalist in aesthetic, this thoroughly designed fountain pen leaves nothing to be wanted. Crafted from a solid block of aluminum, this pen is durable yet smooth, offering an effortless writing experience. Using the finest interchangeable German-manufactured nibs, this fountain pen is designed to write for a lifetime and be passed down from generation to generation. Let's see some other pictures of that. Click over. Okay. Now that's pretty much it. There's yeah, only three you pictures. Can't, you can't post the cap. It's just pretty, yeah, pretty basic type of pen. As for, yeah, so, for 80 bucks, I think it's a pretty decent value, aluminum barrel. It's kind of like a Kaveco Sport. It's like a yeah. – yeah, in that regard. It has, it has 106 reviews and it has four and a half out of five stars. Let's take a look at the reviews and see what they say about it. Let's see if the reviews are by fountain pen enthusiasts or if they're just by people who are fans of the watch. We okay. can look at – want to look at like the highest – Rating well, reviews, let's just see no? the first one here. Okay. It's a verified buyer. This one is August 15th, 2022. And Marlene S. says, I was going to give. Okay. And then the review says, I was going to give this as a gift to a man who adores Shinola, Shinola products. The pen is too small for a man, and even for a woman, it's not comfortable to use. I was expecting the Shinola label to be more pronounced. I had to look for it. Disappointed in it, have not tried writing with it. Okay, so that's a three star out of five star review for the fountain pen. Let's take a look. Oh, at- oh, you know what though? You read below there, and it says reviewed on, 
And then it says Shinola plus Fisher Space Pen with the Shinola D Detroit logo. So this is not even a review oh. of this fountain pen. This is actually, this is just actually, it looks like that they're, con that they're aggregating reviews from all of their pens and then putting it oh, on this okay. particular pen. It looks like they even had a tactile doesn't make sense turn. at all. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. It, huh. it's, it, actually, it actually falsely pumps up the number of reviews because this is not a, you know, this is not relevant. Right. I, I want to see reviews for this item. Right. Why are you showing me reviews for other items? I don't understand. Agreed. Agreed. Is Maybe there a I way to filter? Up. Let's see. Enzo. Was it Enzo you... is with two S's? Is two S's. S's. Two S's. E-N-S-S-O. Let's see if I could. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Oh, look. One review. One review. <laughs> <laughs> Four out of five stars. Because it actually includes, a... it includes Enzo in the in the description of the review. So it, it, there may be more of them in there, but we'd have to go hunting through all of those hundred plus reviews to find them. Okay. It says maybe a bit too smooth for some, huh? Mm -hmm. I love this pen. The included ink is awesome. The included converter is awesome. The Bach nib is a bit squeaky until you break it in a bit. It may be a bit too smooth for some, but it's great for me. Minus one star for lack of bolt. Love the subtle lightning bolt worked into the space pens, but still a great pen. Enzo's site advises not to post the cap. I wear large, extra large gloves, and it's still sufficiently big for comfortable writing. Okay. I'm not sure what he's talking about when he's talking about, I guess, breaking it in. I'm, um, I'm guessing that it's, it's in reference to, um, it probably when he was right, like when you're writing with it, Sometimes, like the nib, uh, you know, could squeak, especially if you're using um, like smoother paper. You know, it could it could possibly have that that little squeak on it. But then, as you write with it, maybe it just kind of warmed up the the writing pad, and that doesn't do it anymore. Well, maybe possibly. that's also ma machining oils because I don't like if your nib squeaks. That iridium tip is what it is. I don't think it's going mm -hmm. to not squeak just by writing with it more. I think maybe it rubbed off like machining oils and stuff like that. That's why Could some be. people always say you have to always rinse out your pen before you use it, especially for fountain pens. Oh, only for fountain pens. You're not going to rinse out a ballpoint pen before mm -hmm. you use a ballpoint pen. But they have several pens. I think that they should really link up with some other brands that would really represent their brand better. So go to the watch. Go to the Runwell 47 millimeter in green, and let's show them what I got. I mean, I can just lift up my hand 47. and show them what I got. And Run well, forty-seven millimeter green. Let's green. see. You're so good at typing fast. No, this is blue. Oh, sorry. Well, that, right, that blue and yellow looks good too, though. That is that does look pretty nice. Yeah, it does. Uh, let's see. Where's the other? Do they show the other colors here? No, uh, I don't okay. think so. You have to go to the actual one. What I like about the green that I have, I'm going to lift up my arm and just you know show it. Well, well I'm again. not seeing it right now because it's right there. The I'm looking one. at the other the other tab to so I could go here we go that's okay. true here we go so that's the one that I got I love the green it's kind of like in reality it's not as vibrant green it's more like a Game Boy original Game Boy DMG screen type green mm -hmm. you know what I mean when you make the screen as dark as you as you want and the contrast roller on the side and it turns like all green that's the kind of green it is I really like it I like the band mm -hmm. let's see what other pictures they have here 
so they have different angles. I don't know. I if do you like can... the the strap complements it well. I like it that, really does that uh, really brown does. strap. Yeah, and then the, the offset, the white stitching. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you can tell, but the crystal on the front is a sapphire crystal, and it's slightly domed, which I always love. It in does a watch. look a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And I always love that in a watch because it, it gives it kind of – see, in the sideway picture, you can't really see it. But no. if you're holding it and you're looking at it, you can see that it has like a domed shape to the crystal. I really love that. This is a quartz watch, so it doesn't have a skeletal clear back. It's just a metal back with the branding serial number built in Detroit and all that stuff. I really do enjoy this watch. 47 millimeters is kind of big for my dinky little wrists. But – it works so well with me. I really like the way it looks. And the way I really, what I really like about it is, tell me if you agree or not, this watch has a very vintage 1930s, 40s, 50s feel to it, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I'm getting that vibe. I'm yeah. definitely getting that vibe. And then the large numbers, it gives me a very like, I don't know, like a pilot's watch type feel, wouldn't mm -hmm. you say? So I like that. I like the simplicity of it. The second hand is its own dial at the bottom, which I think is really cool. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I like, like I said, if you look at the crown also, do you see how the crown is kind of separated by brackets right. from the bezel of the watch? I do like that also too, because what that does is it gives it kind of like a pocket watch look to it, like a vintage pocket watch. That's 100 years old, but it's not a pocket watch. It's a wristwatch. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, as most newer brands will do, it has the quick-release bands. So if you look at the back, I don't know if there's a picture of it, but the band is quick-release. There you go. So it has these little levers. You can just pull off the band easily and replace it with a different brand band if you'd wanted to. I really do like this watch very much. $595. I think it was a good buy. So it's the flagship style. The Runwell is a simple and sophisticated watch crafted for decades of wear. This, oh, you're moving around while I'm reading. Oh, sorry. This, obs this obsessive, yeah, you're still moving. This obsessively engineered watch is built to last and named accordingly. Two hands and a subdial are driven by Shinola's Argo Knight 1069 high accuracy quartz movement. The bold green dial is punctuated by applied Arabic, I can't read today, Arabic numerals in white. The solid stainless steel case features a classic pumpkin crown with double domed sapphire crystal to protect the watch from scratches throughout years of wear. Go ahead, get attached. What does that mean, double domed sapphire crystal? There's two domes. There's a uh, double I layer, one. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, hmm, I don't know. It's a really really handsome watch i really like it it's going to be my everyday watch because i'm not wearing you know a seven thousand dollar pilot spitfire or or you know something higher that range as an everyday watch because i do too much stupid shit where i'll bang into stuff but for me a six hundred dollar classic vintage styled pilot's watch or it looks like a pilot's watch that does it for me. I can wear it around. I don't have to worry too much about scratching. Of course, I'm going to be and careful. And it's green. And it's green. That's and my green. favorite color is green. So I sincerely do appreciate this watch. I do love the fact that it's a newer brand. And I think that it's good to 
you know, buy from brands that are new and and whatnot. I mean, they've and been mostly for made in the United States too, because I mean, I know there's Swiss parts in it, being that there's the inter inner mechanics, just like with fountain pens, like Edison will still import the nibs, the Yofo nibs from Germany, but for the most part, that you know, you're helping uh, an American manufacturing business, exactly, yeah, which so, are very rare. Which is, yeah, which is good because also everything is made in the U.S., including the band, which is hand-stitched in the U.S. The only thing that's not made in the U.S. is actually the movement. They say the movement is a Swiss, Swiss movement. So they have different ones. The Argonite 1069 is the one that's in my watch. They have other movements that are Argonite 10 something else. And I think it's a, I think it's a really nice, well-made, a lot of detail in the watch, even in the back the back piece, I don't even know the proper terminology for it, but I really do enjoy it. You know, I'm going to pair it with a pen. Stand by. Okay. I think, I think the perfect pen to pair it with is, you can close the screen so people can see the pen that I'm going to pair it with. Let's see, hold on. Stop sharing. It might okay. be this pen here. Ah, you yes. Know what this is? The Monte Grappa Zero. In the, the Monte, uh, the Samba, yeah, the Monte Grappa Zero in the Samba, which I think is a great pairing for this. Now I'm conflicted because, well, I'll tell you why I think it's a good match. One of the reasons I think it's a good match is because the finial of the Monte Grappa Zero Samba is also sapphire crystal. Mm -hmm. I also like the green tones that are in this pen. It has yellow. But that doesn't really match what I have going on with the watch, other than the face being green. Right. So another pen that I was considering pairing it with is, let's see if I can get, if I pulled the right one. Yes, here we go. I think this one is actually a better match. This one, let's see, if I show you the box, let's see if you know the brand. Cha-ching. That was it, that's all you get. I lifted up a wooden box with Asian lettering and a drawing on it. That's a, that's probably a platinum then, right? No. It's or Nakaya? No, it's a Wancher. Oh, the Wancher. Okay. So the Wancher here, I mm -hmm. think is a better pairing, especially the green is more similar. Right. And it has the sterling silver leaf roll stop. Okay. And it has a stainless steel nib that's okay. white metal. And it matches the accents of the watch better. So I might pair these two. I'm not sure. Okay. I do like the Montegrappa. I also like the Launcher. I don't know which one I should go with, but I'm going to have all day to think about it today before I go to work with all this cool new stuff tomorrow. Well, I'm thinking also, do you, if you happen to have the Platinum 3776 Century in the Laurel Green. So the Laurel Green ha also has gold trim, and that's the issue that I have with the Montegrappa Zero Samba. I think that they make it in a, in a rhodium trim as well. If they did, I don't have it. Uh, Tom. Tom. Yeah. Tom. I don't That's have a, it. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> sounds like a Bryce problem, huh? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like a sponsor needs to come through and set you up with Nosh. Right. I know. But just so everybody knows, Shinola is not sponsored. I am in no way affiliated with Shinola watches. I just really like liked it you know it grabbed my attention when i was scrolling through facebook and instagram really grabbed my attention especially this this run well model mm -hmm. and i really did look at it never heard of it and i'm like never heard of that what, what 
what the fuck is Shinola? Looked it up and I'm like, you know what? I like the fact that it's going to help the Detroit economy. It's going to help give jobs to people in, in, you know, the community over there. And I'm like, great. So, and ultimately it's going to help Roy look really suave. That's right. So what happened was I wasn't quite ready to pull the trigger online. So it was kind of like fate that mm -hmm. we happened to walk into Bloomingdale's and by the way, there was like a sale on like stuff at Bloomingdale's Movado watches and stuff like that. It was like 30% off all Movado watches. There was no sale on the Shinola, but the one that kept jumping out at me was this watch, this Shinola watch. I didn't even know what price range Shinola was, but I kept looking at it, kept looking at it, kept looking at it. It wouldn't stop speaking to me like, like an obsessed ex-girlfriend to you. Yeah. It just, it yeah. Just, you had, you connected. There was yeah. that undeniable like animal urge that just came right. out and you just exactly I need to have it. Ah! And the lady that worked there, her name was fan. She was saying, Oh, that one's not on sale. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Let me see this pen. Let me see this watch. I want to see. It's like, I really like it. Let me see. I'm sorry, ones. sir. You clearly can't afford this watch. <laughs> right. And then I looked at the price and, you know, looking at it, I'm like, this brand being in Bloomingdale's, it must be like maybe a thousand, maybe 900, maybe 1200. I don't know. Let me see. 595. I was like, sold. I am mm -hmm. so totally going to post pictures of this. I'm going to use it on social media. I'm going to make a TikTok and IG reel out of it. And then I'm going to use my Pentertainment podcast, Pentertainment Studios LLC business card. Now, did you get to get any sort of discount after all of this, you know, telling the sales clerk about your many, many connections and where this pen was, um, where this watch was going to be mentioned or? No, no. I didn't mention no. any of that stuff. And I know you didn't. I, Guarantee this was all going on your head. You were just like, this is what I'm going to do with it. You know, what's <laughs> funny. I didn't even think about it, but I guarantee you if I did tell her, she wouldn't have given a shit. She, yeah, right? exactly. It'd be like, right. um, now it's six ninety five. We right. can't have our brand being closely tied to yours. Right. She's like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm selling this watch to a guy named Penboy Roy. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get out of here. We don't want your business. No, no. Listen, I'm I am an matter. influencer who makes tens of dollars a month. <laughs> I am a dozen dollar corporation, a multi dozen dollar corporation. You need to take me seriously. So yeah, I mean, I think that this watch was really cool. I got this new iPod Pro case, and I think it also matches my watch really well. It has a little lever to keep it from just popping open, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's really cool. These are the iPod Pros that I'm wearing right now. So, I mean, yesterday was a good day for me. It was a good, I didn't intend on buying anything it was very spontaneous but it was fate because i saw the watches online and i was really piqued and i was intrigued by the design and being able to like hold it in my hands and try it on really made a huge difference and that yeah. made me come up with a question in my stupid little noodle okay when it comes because there are people who listen to this podcast who are fountain pen enthusiasts mm -hmm. who are also watch enthusiasts and to those people I would appreciate you writing in at pentertainmentpodcast@gmail.com and letting me know is the is the pulling the trigger on a watch more difficult if you don't handle it than it is if you do like in the same way a fountain pen right you'll buy a fountain pen without ever holding it would you do the same thing for watches is it the same 
I guess. Do you know what I'm trying to ask? Like, is it? Is... Yeah. Like, is is it? Is it this? Is it a similar buying experience? Right. Shopping for watches than it is pens, or do you need to have more of a hands-on trial with a watch, more so than a pen? Yeah. And I I think that it's probably yeah you need more of hands-on ex experiencing the watch in person, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you're not buying a $100 or $200 watch. I think that in that case, people would just buy the watch. But some watches that are high-end can cost thousands of dollars. Like the watch hobby is way more expensive than the fountain pen hobby, for sure. It can get very lucrative. Yeah, it's really expensive. So I'm just wondering, are there people out there who are watch enthusiasts who just said, hey, I saw this watch online, I'm just gonna buy it without ever trying it on. And I don't know the watch industry so well, and how is it with watches? If you do buy one and you don't like it, can you return it? I wonder what retailers are like. I don't know enough, but me, I always loved watches. I don't think I was as obsessed with them as I was with fountain pens, but... I think that's obviously, you could tell that being that, you know, you have, you have some expensive watches, but mm -hmm. far, far, far many more expensive pens. Yeah. You know, the only problem, and I think this might not be exclusive to me, but one of the big problems with being a watch enthusiast is you're always admiring it. And then if you do that around people, it could come off as rude because as they're talking or as you're hanging out with them, you're constantly just looking at your watch and they're, they're going to just be like, dude, what the fuck? You got to get out of here. Get out of here. You know, like, <laughs> don't let me hold you up. And I remember... No, was... no, I'm just I'm just really enjoying looking at my timepiece. That's all. Yeah. So when I remember I remember being young when I was a young man and my wife we were first dating. Wow, long time ago. I remember I was also into watches back then, but we were kids, so I couldn't afford anything more than like a hundred and fifty dollar watch. And at that time my watches were fossil watches or guest watches, but they weren't super high end. They were just probably stock movements with just the guests or fossil branding on it but i did appreciate them and when i bought a new one i would constantly look at it and appreciate it and adore it finally my wife is like are you in a rush well at the time she was my girlfriend <laughs> do you want to just go like am i like what's wrong why do you keep checking your watch so then i'd be like sweetie it's the new watch i just keep looking at it because i'm happy i have a new watch and she's like oh okay and then she was no mad. but go on um time's ticking so. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds right. me. Yeah. So watches are cool. They're I never really home. got into them myself. Like I, I, I've I've had watches in the past and uh I think my most recent one that I wore the most was a kind of like a, a like a fitness type of watch where it like kept track of your it was digital, kept track of your steps and your heart rate and then also like kept some music on there so you could plug into it and or wirelessly have headphones that you can mm. pump the tunes in there, but then it's, it's you know, more like a Fitbit, right? It's kind of like a Fitbit, but it was still it was like chunkier. It wasn't a Garmin, um, but it was one of those other brands that are out there. I forget which which one it was, but you know, after after a while, those end up just not that I stop wearing them, just at, but they they end up messing up somehow because it's just mm. like or or I end up finding another solution. So my next solution was oh, well, I'm taking my uh, iPhone and I'm putting an armband. 
and I just have the the headphones on that way because mm-hmm. uh, I would usually not go out with my phone, and my wife really wanted me to go out running with a phone just in case like somebody jumps me, you know, on the the trail that I run. So wait, I'm confused. So you had a watch that was something like a Fitbit. It monitored heart rate and breathing rate and all that stuff. Yeah, how distance. Was the, how was the phone a solution to that? Well, the phone still, there's an app called Map My Run, so it just still keeps track of your time and, and distance. I don't need the whole heart rate and perspiration rate and whatever things, like the, the additional stuff that goes along with it. But I just want to know, well, how, if I decided to just decide to start running in this other direction it's not like a usual path that i run if it just could keep track of how much i'm going that's all oh okay so it was you a know, solution and, and play music for of... me so right so was your was your watch able to play music for you yeah but i would have to download songs to it so it was kind of a pain in that regard because i'd have mm-hmm. to listen to the same playlist but now if when i'm bringing my phone i have it connected to spotify and for the longest time i was using the free version of Spotify, which was annoying with the ads and the fact that you can't select what you want to listen to, right? So we ended up, as a family, we ended up getting the premium version because then everybody could just listen to what they want to and, mm. you know, do have our own playlists and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't go back because I love the fact that I could skip songs at will because they only let you skip six songs. Uh, in an hour with the mm. free version. So like you could just skip whatever songs you want. You could listen to any song on demand. I was like, this is amazing. I get to just go and run and enjoy myself and not have to like listen to the same awful ads over and over again. You know what I use? So, I use Amazon Music. Oh, it's, I that's cool. That's a good one. It's like, it's like eight bucks. I don't know the difference between that and Spotify and Apple Music or anything like they're that. They're very, they're all pretty much very similar. I right? don't think the product, I don't think the catalogs like differ that much anymore. Uh, because like, that's what really what you're streaming stuff with the TV. The, some, some things could be on Netflix, other things not on Netflix or on Hulu. Right, right. And then there's Paramount and whatever. But I think with the music stuff, I think it's fairly all the same. I don't think yeah. certain things are on one and then aren't on the other. So, mm-hmm. I mean, six and one, half dozen the other. It's just yeah. Like, basically I just try thing. to keep it all in the same. You know, like like I'm using Amazon to watch movies, music, and I shop for stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I try to keep yeah. it all condensed so it's but less confusing. Does Amazon have podcasts? And does it have the Pentertainment podcast? I think so. Does it? Yeah, Google it. Yeah, you, right, you go. Gotta, you look it up next time that you go for a run. You go look it up. I don't, I don't need know. to listen to my own podcast. I don't. I don't. I don't go looking on Amazon Music for stuff. So you tell me. Does it? Oh, gee, I, I only listen to. I listen to Amazon Music when I do workouts and stuff. So I listen to a lot of Metallica playlists, and as of recent, I've been really listening to some a group. Have you ever heard of a group called Blackpink? Uh, th- those were playing. That was the Korean K-pop band, right? The the, the one Korean that was K-pop playing at band. the at the the um the Korean barbecue place we went to. Yes, yes. I've so never just, heard of them, but you just you just were oh, that's Blackpink. Like I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's I'm not sure if it's the greatest workout music. A lot of energy, uh-huh. a lot of sprightly energy. So yeah, it's it's good. I guess I you know it's a good group. I like it. A lot of cute girls in it. I kind of prefer Metallica though, mm-hmm. you know, I like the rediscover Metallica playlist. So it just random top hits of all of Metallica's music. It's like a four hour long playlist. I love it. 
Yeah. And I got that playing in my head while I'm working out and stuff. Gets the adrenaline pumping. But I do like Blackpink. So that's I use Amazon Music for that. And yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the difference between the different services, but I am sure they're sure they're all good. Where did you hear the term? You don't know shit from Shinola. I've never heard of it until I researched the brand Shinola. I think it's a really old timey term. I don't think it's something that really people use that often, but I've heard Mm. it in some context or another. And yeah, I love the story of how the brand came up with it. Like they're literally arguing. And it says in the website that the argument about the brand name got so heated. One guy just got all pissed off and was like, you don't know shit from Shinola. And then they're just like, Shinola, I love it. Sounds good. (laughs) Right? It's actually just like a a, a brain fart, I guess. Like somebody just had a a spaz attack, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. It's a violent outburst sometimes could just be exactly what you need to come up with a great idea for something. Yeah. So I think in about two weeks, we got Fountain Pen Day coming up, right? Yes, we do. That's going to be pretty cool. So Fountain Pen Hospital, I know they are not sponsoring this, but I just want everybody in the New York area to know Fountain Pen Hospital has an event going on. Guess where? At FPH's store? Possibly? Yeah. Dude, oh, there we go. You need a detective shield. You chose the wrong <laughs> career path. Yeah, so Fountain Pen Hospital, and I think it's really cool. I'm not going to be able to actually physically make it, but... Fountain Pen Hospital on November 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. They're going to be having a Fountain Pen Day event where they want people to come. And it's really exciting because they're going to be having raffles, special discounts, and apparently the first 100 people that show up get a free candle made by Esterbrook. Have you... Oh, okay. Remember the candle that... Hulser yep, gave from me. last yeah because you were uh, showing it last week yeah yeah so he gave me that candle first hundred people are getting the candle but also raffles and special discounts that's going to be cool but it won't be cool if no one shows up which would be really sad because Terry he's like he started selling fountain pens before the dawn of the dinosaurs and. He's investing a lot in trying to make this a really fun and special event. I think and Terry was there when the monolith was there, when they were passing out the pens to all the monkeys. At no. The, no. That, he's the one who put the monolith there. <laughs> right? In, yeah, he's the one who set up the monolith and let the monkeys go crazy and beat the shit out of you. I don't get that scene. Is the monolith what made them all of a sudden start killing each other? Uh, that it's it's up to interpretation, I believe. It's a it's a Stanley Kubrick film, and you you kind of have to just fill in the blanks whenever there are any blanks. He always does that, Stanley Kubrick, right? Like he always like makes it look kind kind of weird, and you don't understand what the hell's going on, and somewhat disturbing, right? Because the mm-hmm. monkeys were fine up until that monolith showed up, and then they yep. just start beating the fuck out of each other. I'm like, Jesus, what is it about, like? Well, one would say one would say maybe it's not the behavior that was unlocked, but but the the fact that they learned how to use the bones as tools 
or the fountain pens as tools. Right. And then, and then it was just the animal instinct taking over. It's like, oh, I figured this out. Now I could just totally beat on Terry over there. Not not Terry from Fountain Pen Hospital, but Terry the monkey over there. Right. <laughs> Do you, so basically, it gave them more intelligence, and with that intelligence came violence. Is that uh, well, I guess it, what the movie it basically it basically says like, well, I have figured out to be to one up my, you know, somebody else over here, so I'm mm -hmm. going to put them down now that I know how to beat people up with a bone. I guess I don't know. Okay, so yeah, right. So it taught the monkeys how to use bone. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Terry's been around a long time. He's been in the industry a long time, and he's trying to engage with the community in a way that I guess someone his age doesn't know how to with regard to social media. So, but in order for this to be successful, in order for it to be fun, people have to show up. So if you're free on Friday, November 4th, 2022, from the hours of 11 to 4, swing In the by. New York City area. In the New York City area, right? Swing by, check it out, say hi. You're gonna have guys from different brands there, I believe. I think it's gonna be the guys from Kenro is gonna be there. Terry's gonna be there. He's a lot of fun. He really looks like Will Ferrell's dad to me, but he's fun. His brother Steve is gonna be there and the store is gorgeous. So please check it out. It's gonna be lots of fun. Like I said, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go, but I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it if you are able to go. So there's that Fountain Pen Day. Mr. Fountain Pen Day is going to be there too. Mr. Uh, I think Yeager, is he? Right? Yeah, I don't know if he's actually going to be there. Uh, I remember I asked Carrie what he was doing uh, that day. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's usually somewhere. He's at right. some sort of event somewhere. Right. celebrating his his high holy day that he created yeah. um yeah let me see i'll I'll look it up well um but yeah i mean a lot of other retailers will also have a lot of things going on so it pays to be in the loop during the that week or so leading up to it because there's probably going to be giveaways special deals coupons mm -hmm. you name it the whole entire community all the retailers tend to go crazy because it's kind of like a precursor to Black Friday and the craziness that comes with that. So it's an awesome opportunity to jump on a lot of different pens that you see and then just kind of embrace the pen community in general because you get you get a lot more people who are just casually interested in it that decide, hey, maybe I should give it a shot because Fountain Pen Day is a thing and maybe it's a thing that's big enough that I should try to partake in it. So yeah. it, it's a great excuse to just... Get somebody else who's interested in writing and just throw a fountain pen in their hand. So see how they it's like also it. it's also a day for some reason. I mean, for a good reason. It's one of those days where distributors, manufacturers, they kind of give permission to all the retailers to go below map pricing. I've seen a lot of times there's for people who don't know, map pricing is minimum advertised pricing and retailers are forbid forbidden to sell for example a pen that's 199 below 199 right so if the msrp is 240 they can sell it for 199 but that is as low as they're allowed to go on fountain pen day a lot of retailers are given the go ahead to go ahead and sell it below the 199 price to give an additional discount so that's what kind of makes it like a black friday type thing you'll get sales that won't exist throughout the rest of the year 
Yeah, and, and it's, it's usually an comes in. It, it may not be maps related stuff. Some brands will just be like, yeah. Some brands are just going to be like, doesn't matter what time of the year. They just say nope, it can't be. But like, but like sometimes that there's certain examples of like exceptions or or that they'll allow a uh, complimentary product to be added to it. So sometimes it would be like a set and that the set itself is discounted, includes like a bottle of ink or, or pouch or whatever. So it, it does, it, like you were saying though, to your point is that there's usually deals and offers that aren't on the table the rest of the year. Right. So I say prepare for it. This is the, the fountain pen hospital. If you're in the New York area is really effective for shopping in the same way buying the Shinola watch was effective for me. I wasn't really willing to buy it online without having played with it, held it, wearing it, but having gone into Bloomingdale's and actually seeing it sale or no sale, I was sold on it because I was able to hold it and experience it. This is one of those things where you could, you might be sitting home thinking, Hey, how is that custom 823? You know, it just, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on it. Well, if you're not sure, go into the fountain pen hospital, use it, play with it, hold it, dip test it, whatever it is you got to do. That might be what it takes for you to get a pen that you really like. Or if there's something you're on the fence about, it might either, you might go in there and be like, nah, fuck this. Now that I've held it, it's shit. Or the opposite, like this is the most amazing thing ever. And I really think it's a good idea to do that, especially if you're, a lot of people are considering the homo sapien, right? They hear about it. It's like legendary online. And people ask me all the time, oh, should I get the homo sapien? I'm always like, yes and no with that. Because it's like, yes, it's a really unique, cool concept that doesn't exist with any other brand, but it's probably going to write like shit. So you need to go into a store. If you really want to buy it, go into a store and then write with it, then buy it. Sometimes blind faith in a homo sapien can kind of bite you in the ass. And Unfortunately same, so. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a pen like a homo sapien. You might want to go in there and be like, gee, I really don't know if I want to spend 40 bucks on a pen. Well, this is your chance to go in there, handle it, and see how you like it without having to invest the money and... There's no better way to experience something than to experience it and then buy it, right? Because, I mean, if you think about it, all the online stuff, unless you know pens like you and I do, it's kind of a gamble, right? It's, uh, it, it is. A little, it's, it's a leap of faith because you have to have faith in the manufacturer. You have to have faith in their quality control, right. uh, faith that you know, the, the pen that you're going to get not only is going to be of good quality and work, but also that because they're very personal – that if it's going to fit your particular hand in the way that you write. Right, right. So, Or also if the finish is what you think it is, right? Looking mm -hmm. at the Shinola watch, looking at pens online, looking at the, the new retro pen that came out that stirred up all kinds of controversy, it looks different in hand than it does on on a screen. Acrylic no tends to be like that. Yeah. But like I see your, your Shinola watch being that it's very uniform in its color and composition. I would imagine that they seem to not variate that much, but to your point with pens, anything that has like a swirly acrylic resin, anything mm -hmm. that has any sort of resin that could have sparkles or swirls or multiple colors mm -hmm. could vary quite differently from what you see pictures to real life. Yes. And you could be either really impressed with what you're holding when you go to the pen store, the fountain pen hospital, or you could be disappointed 
because the picture made it look better or the mm -hmm. picture didn't make it look good enough, right? right? And going back to what you were saying about the Shinola watch, what I didn't expect with the bezel, the metal bezel, the stainless steel bezel, right. is how rounded it is and how much that rounding gives you the pocket watch quality, which I really yeah. like. Nice. It looked flatter than it did in real life on the photos. Mm. And then on the photos, it looks more like a Kelly green or a Hulk green. Okay. Whereas in real life, it's more of like, I can, the best way Game I can Boy. say is the, the Game, Game Boy, Boy screen green. green. Yeah. And what sold me was how it looked in reality. What piqued my interest was how it looked online. And mm -hmm. this is why I think going to the Fountain Pen Hospital is such a great idea because pens online will pique your interest, but what will sell you is the pen. Right. Not really the picture online. You know what I and mean? And if you're in the Midwest, if you're in the Chicago area, I think uh, I just was looking through my texts and Carrie says that he's going to be at Ash Atlas Stationers, which is another fine pen retailer in Chicago during mm -hmm. that week. So even if you like locationally speaking, if you're not in the metropolitan area right. of New York, you, there are going to be other brick and mortar retailers probably doing a, a an event. And Similar that happens event, to be one yeah. of them that Mr. Fountain Pende himself will be at. That kid, Brian, at Atlas Station, good luck with that kid trying to be in a bad, try to be in a bad mood and walk into walk into him. And he won't let, like, you can't be in a bad mood with that guy. The guy is pure, like, energy and positivity. Mm -hmm. Such a good dude. Just try to go in there and be in a bad mood. He'll, he'll screw up your plans. It's really good. <laughs> and also... He likes to have fun too while he's at work. He'll do all kinds of crazy like things for like TikTok, like knock over bottles of ink while filling stuff. I think that I think that's great. If you're in the Midwest area, definitely check out Atlas Stationers. Nicest dude on the planet. And if you're in the New York area, check out Fountain Pen Hospital, also the nicest and oldest dude on the planet. Very cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool people. <laughs> Very cool people. Terry's a great guy. I I wish everybody has a chance to meet him and I wish you guys can definitely go to either just any of the brick and mortar events that are happening with the fountain pen day and everything like that. It's, yeah, it's I think that good. the fountain pen day.org website, I know Kerry tries to keep that updated. So he will probably list some details about any meetups or events that are going on at the different stores. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it it should be updated and then you'll be able to find the links to each of the websites or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, meetups that are going on. So is Goldspot doing anything for Fountain Pen Day? Oh, man, you know, I, I knew that this was probably going to come up and I didn't really have an answer for it uh, because of many things, different different things going on. Uh, website being updated. We had just finished with the catalog a few weeks ago. So, you know, the plans are in development. We don't have anything like concrete just yet but like mm. you were saying before there's going to be things that are like deals and specials that will be like basically like a mini black friday if okay. not even more over the top than that there will be definitely a an exclusive like we were talking about exclusives earlier it'll be an exclusive limited edition that will be launched on that day so that will be something you can't talk about the details of it right now I'm guessing. No, I'll, I'll let you guys like, you know, start to get all crazy and, and be like, oh, what is it? I don't know. Mystery. I, I I don't know. We'll see. You do know. What is it? No, I don't. I don't know. You just told me that you knew. How do you know it's an exclusive <laughs> if you don't know? 
<laughs> I know, but I don't know. Or do you want to just tell us what brand? No. I'm being what, very color? coy. Yeah. No. What's that? <laughs> like, why? What? What is the need to keep it a secret until the day of? Right? Don't because you want people? Like, it's I, not, I am it's the not, type. It's not you don't you don't I, like surprises, do you? You don't like no, them I at do, all. I do, but it's not Avengers Endgame ending here. We're talking about a pen, right? No like spoilers. If, people, if we found out, spoilers. if we found out, we have something to look forward to. If you don't tell people, then here's what's going to happen: they're going to build up expectations, and the day of, it's going to be a fucking Parker Jotter, and people are going to be like just pissed off and disappointed. Nah, and gonna... wouldn't do that to you. Wouldn't yeah. do that to you. Okay, so why don't you tell? Are you not allowed to tell us, or is it that? Oh yeah, I'll definitely get fired for that. So really, yeah, immediately. I was told that's in my contract. If you tell what's going down on Fountain Pen Day, you shall be fired. Okay, so then never mind. Don't talk. Don't talk about it. That's fine. I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> You'll tell me after the show, though, right? No. Not even you. I know you're a blabbermouth. You'll just say it everywhere. I'm not a blabbermouth. I have I have <laughs> never blabbed. I have not blabbed. I'm not Ryan from Kenro. So, <laughs> I don't... When I am sworn to secrecy, I am like a steel trap. Not come, mm. Nothing's coming out of my mouth. So, anyway. Yeah, you won't tell me. You'll tell me later, right? You'll tell me. I'll tell you later. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Later. All right. So, anyway... <laughs> Anything going on with you, uh, pen-wise, in the world of the of the pens and stuff? Like <laughs> in the world of the pens, yeah. Because uh, I was talking about watches. Of the pens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta throw some pens in there. Well, we talked about fountain pen day. Yeah, we talked um, about fountain pen day. We talked, yeah, we talked about, about some about pens that I want to pair with my new Shinola Runwell yeah. watch that I really love. Forty-seven milliliter milliliters. I'm in ink mode. Millimeters is rather large, but I think it works so well, right? Even with my there should be a watch, though. I would love to see a watch that you said 47 milliliters that would be like almost like contain ink in it. And you would see the ink sloshing around the watch. And then there would be like a little port to open up. And that's how you could fill your pen. Right. The closest awesome. thing I think was a U-boat watch. I forgot what it was called, but it was called it, it was a capsule. So it had like a rounded crystal and the mm -hmm. interior of the watch was filled with oil. So neat. Yeah, it was really neat. It was like two grand or three grand. I can't remember really well. They used to be distributed by Kenro Industries, but I think something happened and that agreement got dissolved. I think they wanted to go their own way and, and whatnot. But the problem with that watch is you can't just go anywhere to change the battery. You have to go to U-Boat because they got to open it up, uh, change the battery, then fill the whole capsule with ooh. oil. But the concept was so cool. It has yeah. to be battery operated, a quartz movement. It can't be an automatic because I don't know. Maybe it can. I don't know. Who knows? No, but I, I think I would like to see a watch that can contain bottled ink as well. That would be the awesome. problem. Is then you can't see anything. Like what if you what if you got a, a Noodler's black capsule watch? You can't see anything. Well, you can have everything. Black... Everything could be white set against it then. Yeah, but it has to be able. It has to glow through the black ink. Right, any ink color will make it difficult to see the. Speaking of ink, you know what ink I've been using a lot? The no. Paniter, the Paniter brand ink. Oh yeah, yeah. I just the like the shape one? of the ball. Yeah, the black and the blue. The blue is the most. Like I don't know how you like a brand comes up with like the ink blue for Paniter. Like, do they just say, "Hey, let's make the most boring standard blue possible"? I don't know, but the black seems pretty cool. It's really dark. Has some when when it's. I guess it has like a purplish black to it. It kind of reminds okay. me of Quink Black, Parker Quink Black. 
And mm. Parker Quink Black was actually the first bottled ink that I ever bought. And I remember before I went into converter filling inks and stuff like that, I was real nervous about it. It seemed like, oh my God, I'm going to have a bottle of ink. I'm going to fill my own pen. Like this seems like a lot. Yeah. And it just, once you get past that, because I was like, I'm just going to use cartridges. But once I got past that and I started using Quink Black, I got the blue, the Quink Blue. And then I started Googling. I mean, this is just a rabbit hole. This is everybody's story when it comes to fountain pens and ink. I just started buying all kinds of different blacks, different blues, and just rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, it's the the world of ink is its own little mini rabbit hole mm-hmm. besides the world of pens too yeah it's fun though it paper is also fun. i have to get my hands on the new endless i haven't even tried it yet because i'm the still regalia using... paper i the... have no idea whatever it is that they replace the tamoe river yeah um okay so i have both i've i've written extensively with the 68 gsm tomoe river for years now i love that paper love it to death the uh, regalia paper, the 90 GSM stuff, while it does retain the sheening and the sh- like shading of the colors and the hues, the, 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 the vibrancy of the colors are there. It does a couple of things I don't like. What's that? It, it, first of all, it increases the line weight of whatever it is that you're writing substantially. What do you mean line weight? So like, so like if you write with a fine point and on Tomoe River, it's a fine point. On the regalia paper, it ends up spreading more. Oh, so you it's mean like, line width, not line yeah, weight. Yeah. So like, so like, okay. it's not it's not that it feathers, but like the line itself spreads more. So but is what, it if you have evenly, it is. It spreads evenly, um, but the thing is that that's that that's one thing. The other thing is that the toothiness of it is mm. much 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 different than Tomori River. It's so, so incredibly toothy. It's very similar. It's it's even toothier, I would say, than the that Colorverse, the Nebula note paper. It's very, very toothy. And more so than Nebula. And then and then at the same time I've noticed that the paper itself has inconsistencies, the Regalia paper, where mm-hmm. I think either it might be possible that it might just pick up on the very slightest bit of hand oil and then it creates a part where the nibble just doesn't want to like the ink just does not want to settle in that part of the paper yeah. but it i think it's thins more out right yeah it just thins out and it almost beads up um but i don't know if whether it might just be me it might but i've seen it more consistently through all of the because i i also use a um one of those tearaway pads the the regalia the this they call it the the writer's block or something like that it's like a sheet of it's like a block of tearaway sheets of paper and it does it both on that and also in the recorder journal. So overall I wasn't, I'm not very happy with the change to the regalia paper. And mm-hmm. I honestly would just still stick with the Tomoe river paper. And I would also see, I would hope that they would try the sons and uh, the new, the new manufactured one, because I I've seen tests between, I haven't tried the new version that was that's that's replaced the old Tomoe River, but I seen from people's side by side tests that it seems pretty similar, um, it, and it's uh, I think it's better than what Regalia is offering. So okay, I don't know. so how would you compare the new Endless Recorder with the Nebula Notes? Which would you prefer? I would probably say the Nebula one. I say mm-hmm. the Nebula. I would prefer more. 
It's I've, but it's it's they're very similar though, like the, in terms of like that kind of that toothier sort of paper stock. But I, but like I like I said, these other two things that the this the more spread of the line width of the ink, and then the inconsistencies that I've been experiencing, where it just doesn't want to the ink just doesn't want to set into the paper. That that's really kind of it's kind of like you're you're writing on paper and then somehow you come across wax paper and then yes. back onto paper right i've yep. experienced that before and i don't know and i don't know whether or not it's just for me dragging my hand across the page or if it's just because of the paper's inconsistency i think it's a combination i think it's a combination that happens to me with some different papers that i use i i, I can't remember what brand it is but i've it's definitely not nebula nebula is very consistent Mm-hmm. I can't remember which paper I was using, but if that happens to you, it happens to me. It happens to everybody, or some people it doesn't happen. Some people it does. But the point is, it's going to happen to more than just you, right? You're not the only one in the world that's going to experience that. So maybe they need to square that away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would. I would definitely like for them to turn back to trying out the 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 Sanzen Tomori River, the newer version, the because newer I version. I think the, the uh, for what they say. The Regalia paper, I don't think, really holds any torch to the 68 GSM Tomoe River. So, What's GSM mean? Uh, grams uh, uh, per square meter. Grams per square meter. And how does that mm-hmm. affect paper? It's like, like density. Mean? It's like, the, it's like the, 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 the paper's density. So, like, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean, like, a higher GSM is necessarily better because, you know, like, you could compare 52 GSM Tomoe River versus... Uh, 80 GSM Rhodia, and people will prefer the 52 GSM Tomoe River because it is able to really show through those beautiful hues and the shading and the sheening a lot better than Rhodia can. And but like but like it generally speaking though, if you're looking at a just a generic paper brand that you're not sure of their quality, you would want to stay above 70 GSM because if it is lighter. And it's not like a Japanese paper, then it's most likely going to just bleed straight through to the other side because mm-hmm. it's going to be too thin. So it's it's kind of like a gauge of the the paper's density and thickness. I think Holster was saying the new Esterbrook notebooks are eighty GSM. Yeah, I think that they're they're on the heavier side. So mm-hmm. they they felt pretty substantial. I haven't tried those out myself to no, I haven't either. See what that grams per square meter. Grams right. of of what though? Grams of paper. Paper fiber, yeah. Clay content, grams of what? Paper. Just paper? Just paper. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I mean, I don't manufacture paper, so I I couldn't tell you the the very nitpicky, you know, specifics that I know you're looking for. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, generally speaking, it's not like an end all be all if something is like 70 versus 80. It's like, oh, the 80 is always better. It's not really, you know. Mm hmm. It also depends a lot on what kind of pens, what kind of nibs that you prefer writing with, and you know whether or not you like a smoother ride on your paper surface or a little bit more toothy. So some people don't like Tomoe River. Some people don't like how smooth it could be. They don't like how you see a lot more show through. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes you would want a paper that when you write on the one side of it, you can't see on the other side what you wrote because it's, yeah. it's thicker. Yeah. So you know it's, it's, it really does depend on what you're preferences are 
if you are an ink lover like me, I love to see the depth and color and the shading, the sheen of my inks. So mm -hmm. that's Tomoe River or a lot of the um, Japanese made papers. Uh, I even like Cosmo Air Light. I know some people are hit and miss about Cosmo Air Light, but I enjoy that one too. Mm. Um, but like Midori is a really good one too. Um, mm -hmm. Maruman makes some good paper. There's a lot of good papers coming out of Japan. For yeah. Sure. They're expensive though. A little bit more on the pricier side, but uh, I mean, but worth it. Yeah, especially when you love when you love fountain pens and inks. But alrighty, well, listen, yeah. we got to wrap this up. We're getting into the late territory. Oh, we are. Yeah, look, look at, at that. that. Time just flies. But listen, I want to say again, thanks to everybody who joined us for episode number one hundred and forty of the Penbo Roy Entertainment Podcast. We love you. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.